your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Just win. You're a win as a Raider. Pillaging just for fun. He'll knock you round and upside down and laugh when he's conquered and won. What's up, Raider Nation? Welcome into Monday's edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast. I shouldn't even have to tell you the date. I really shouldn't have to, but I will because that's what I do on the daily. September 13th, 2021, it is finally here. Raider Nation, we got through Thursday night football. We got through Sunday's full slate of football games, a lot of great action, and now it is finally here. The day we've been waiting for for so very long, ever since the Super Bowl ended. Hell, ever since the Raiders season ended in 2020, the day we've been waiting for. 2021 regular season to get kicked off. Man, it's exciting. Monday Night Football, the only show in town, all eyes on Allegiant Stadium going down tonight, 5.15 kickoff, uh, West Coast time, of course. Very excited about what's going to take place tonight. So, uh, yeah, we made it, Raider Nation. Take that deep sigh of relief and, you know, take that deep breath in and say, man, that offseason went by quick, fast, and in a hurry, and we're here. And now we're going to see regular season football action. It's here, uh, 18 game, 18 weeks, excuse me, 17 games. There will be 18 games at some point, but only 17 games uh, guaranteed. And, of course, whatever the Raiders do uh, is gravy. Make it to the playoffs, which is the goal. Uh, Hopefully they have more than that. But 17 games guaranteed starting tonight with the Baltimore Ravens at Allegiant Stadium. So welcome. Welcome to one of the best days of the year, Monday, September 13th, 2021. Get ready for Monday Night Football. Coming up on today's show, I got your calls and texts straight off that Lockdown Raider Podcast voicemail line. That's coming up in segment number three, 707-654-4693. That is the number. Segment number two, on Sunday afternoon, I actually did an interview on WBAL Radio in Baltimore with Bobby Trossett. He's the host of the show, and uh, he had me on talking all things Raiders and Ravens. So I'm going to bring that interview to you. It's only about eight to nine minutes, but going to bring that interview to you because I thought it was a really good one. So you hear that in segment number Number two, segment number one, you'll get news and notes of the day or whatever I kind of collected over the weekend, including a quick little interview, a little one-on-one opportunity I had with running back Josh Jacobs as I was at an event at Ford Country in Henderson. It was a big food donation. He was doing autographs, pictures, and he was there for a very long time and then stayed a little bit longer even after that. Uh, did a couple-minute interview with me real quick. And, uh, yeah, I thought it was really cool, so I'll bring that to you at the end of segment number one as well. But let's go ahead and jump into today's episode again. Very excited. As it all goes down, get started tonight with Monday Night Football, Raiders and Ravens. So off top, let's get to Saturday's injury report. We got it after the Raiders had their practice. We were able to talk to head coach John Gruden. We also talked to Henry Ruggs. We talked to Trayvon Merrick. Uh, just, you know, just the kind of the regular routine. But the injury report came out. And, of course, all eyes are on it to see what's the deal with Richie Incognito. And John Gruden told us even before the injury report came out, he did not believe the Incognito was going to play on, uh, on Monday. And, well, when we got the injury report, it was shown right there. Richie Incognito was officially ruled out. And he was ruled out on Saturday. He's dealing with that calf injury. He's 38 years old, coming off an Achilles injury. That means that rookie, not rookie, second-year guy, excuse me, John Simpson, is going to get the start at that left guard position. And as far as I'm concerned, I tweeted it out as soon as John Gruden told us that. As far as I'm concerned, it's the John Simpson era is about to begin. I just, and it's not because I'm doubting Richie Incognito. I just know, as I mentioned, Father Time is undefeated. I say it all the time. He's 38 years old, coming off an Achilles injury. He's now dealing with a calf injury. Uh, Gruden was very optimistic that he could possibly get back maybe 
next week for Pittsburgh or maybe the week after that. Who knows? But uh, I just it just seems like there's too much uncertainty with that position. So right now, for me, I'm going to roll with it's going to be John Simpson's job until Richie Incognito is fully able to come back. And, and who knows when that's going to be. He really has not played very much in the last year. Uh, hasn't played, obviously, hasn't done a whole lot during training camp and, uh, and preseason this year. So I, I just don't expect him back anytime soon. So if he comes back earlier, then it'll be a pleasant surprise. But Richie Incognito is out for tonight's game versus the Ravens. John Simpson will be in. As far as the rest of the injury report, just going through it really quickly, Cleve Furl, he's dealing with the back injury. No problem. He was full on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. He's good to go tonight. Running back Josh Jacobs, who's dealing with the toe injury, limited on Thursday, limited on Friday, uh, limited on Saturday. He'll be good to go, uh, no doubt about it tonight. Not worried about him. Tackle Alex Leatherwood, who's dealing with the shin injury, was full on Thursday, full on Friday, full on Saturday, which means what? He's good to go for tonight. Carl Nassib's dealing with a pec injury, limited on Thursday, full on Friday, full on Saturday. He's good to go tonight. And then Roderick Teamer, shoulder and ankle injury, didn't participate on Thursday, didn't participate on Friday, did not participate on Saturday, and is listed right now as doubtful for tonight's game. And so that is concerning because the the depth at the safety position is not real big right there. And that's something that we talked about. That's something that was talked about when Carl Joseph was released. And I remember saying myself, not a big deal. You know, the Raiders feel really good about the the players, the young guys that they have behind Jonathan Abram and the young guys that they have behind Trayvon Merrick. And Roderick Teamer was one of those young guys. And then it's Dallin Levitt, you know, which nobody wants to see on the field. And, and I've said it multiple times. If he's on the field as a safety, there's a problem. So now with Roderick Teamer, Teamer all of a sudden being injured and doubtful for tonight's game, now it goes back to everyone who said should have held on to Carl Joseph, which I get it. I mean, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty. It's easy to say that now, but yeah, I mean, that's that's a concern. So now you just have to hope that Jonathan Abram and Trayvon Merrick are good to go and that they don't need anyone to come in and, and spell them or anyone to come in because of injury. Because if they do, then all of a sudden you're looking at Levitt out there on the field, and that is something that you do not want to do. As far as the Baltimore Ravens go, defensive end Derek Wolf he is out. He's dealing with back and hip injury. He's out for tonight. Uh, Dalen Hayes, the outside linebacker, he's questionable. He's dealing with a knee injury. Defensive tackle Brandon Williams, he looked like he was just being rested. Uh, uh, he wasn't listed on Thursday, did not participate on Friday, and did not was not listed on Saturday. So I think he'll be fine to go. Uh, they didn't give him any kind of status, questionable, doubtful, out, in, nothing. They didn't give him any kind of status. So I think Brandon Williams will be good to go. Cornerback Jimmy Smith dealing with an ankle injury. Uh, he's questionable. For tonight, Calais Campbell, he's getting rest. He'll be in the game, no doubt about that. And Ronnie Stanley, who's uh, coming back from that torn ACL, he was rested as well. He'll be good to go tonight for the Baltimore Ravens. And, of course, we all know that Marcus Peters is out and Gus Edwards is out as they're done for the season with those torn ACLs. They've already been put on IR. So normally, traditionally, when it's the day before the game or maybe even the day of the game in this situation, I would give you keys to the game. And so after going through the injury report and everything we've talked about so far throughout the course of the offseason, preseason, leading up to tonight's season opener, I'm just going to really lay it out there, man, real simple. I think that this game is won or lost by the Raiders in the trenches. Now, I picked the Raiders to win this game by three. But I do believe that you'll know how this game is going to go by what goes on offensive line-wise and defensive line-wise. I I really think it's that 
simple. If the offensive line is able to hold up with that mass rush that Baltimore is going to try to throw at them and try to confuse them and try to get to Derek Carr and try to slow down the run game, if that offensive line could hold up, and I'm talking about Alex Leatherwood, I'm talking about Denzel Good, Andre James, John Simpson, and Colton Miller, you know, there's no continuity there. If those guys could find a way to somewhat gel tonight, then they'll have a good opportunity. And then defensively, they've got to find a way, obviously, to slow down Lamar Jackson, uh, make him one-dimensional if you can. If the Raiders can get out in front of him, become one-dimensional, make him a little bit more uh, hesitant to run the ball and make him feel like he has to throw the ball a little bit more, then you have opportunities to create some turnovers. So I really think that if you pay attention to the trenches, the offensive line, defensive line, you'll know exactly how the game is going to go and how the game is going to end up, who's going to win the game by the, the play of the trenches. I think it's that simple. And Raider Nation, I'll say this as well. I picked the Raiders to win by three. I think they win 24-21. That's just the score I'm going to roll with. But I think that on the strength of Raider Nation, I think you have an opportunity tonight in Allegiant Stadium to affect the game. Not just sit there and watch the game, but affect it. Be there. Be part of it. Cause a false start or two. Make the Ravens call a timeout when they don't want to call a timeout because they can't hear. When the Raiders are on defense and it's a big third and eight, third and nine play, man, get out your seats and make some damn noise. I know that sounds like a House of Pain song, but I'm just being real. Like, get fired up. Get, you know, this is the moment you've been waiting for. Be a part of this game. Make yourself be heard. Make them respect who the hell Raider Nation is. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's just, that's, I, I feel like that that's the responsibility of Raider Nation, and that will be a big factor in tonight's game. So 24-21 uh, is the score I'm picking. I think that the Raiders win it, and I think that they win it on the strength of Raider Nation and the way that you affect tonight's game. So I was going to play that interview I did with running back Josh Jacobs at Ford Country and Henderson on Saturday. Um, I'm running out of time here, so I'm going to kick that over into segment number two. So you'll not only hear my interview that I did in Baltimore on Sunday, WBAL radio with Bobby Trossett, but you'll also hear a couple minutes myself and Josh Jacobs one-on-one. -on -one. So that's all going to come up with segment number two. Before I get to that, I do want to remind you that we are going to be doing our shows on Raider Nation Radio 920 all the way live from Allegiant Stadium today, starting at 7 a.m. all the way to about 3.15. So depending on what time you're listening to this show right now, uh, just know that your countdown to kickoff, your soundtrack to the beginning of the season is going to start with us at Allegiant Stadium. We got the morning tailgate, Clay Baker, Hondo Carpenter, and Heidi Fang, all three of them coming together like butt cheeks, even though it's going to be a three-headed monster, 7 to 10 a.m. JT the Brick is going to only do 12 to 1 p.m., and then I'm going to kick in from 1 to 3.15 with Vinny Bonsignor, and then we're going to kick it back to JT and Eric Allen for the pregame show leading up to kickoffs. So Raider Nation Radio 920 full throttle at Allegiant Stadium all morning long. So make sure you tune into that as well. So excited to be able to count down kickoff at the stadium, at the scene of the crime, where it's going to go down. So that's all I got for you for segment number one of today's Locked On Raiders podcast news and notes of the day. Coming up in segment number two, both my interviews that I had, one with WBAL Radio in Baltimore with Bobby Trossett talking all things Raiders and Ravens. And then my, my interview I did with Josh Jacobs just a couple minutes from Ford Country and Henderson, big food donation. He was a real cool dude where he stayed way longer than he had to, signed as many autographs as he could, took as many pictures as he could, did not get everybody taken care of, but he did a lot. I mean, he really went beyond the call of duty, and you got to appreciate that. I know I was able to appreciate that. I was I was there on scene, supposed to be done at 4.30, and it was it was probably almost 6 o'clock by the time uh, I got out of there, and so I know that he got out of there late as well. So all that's coming up in segment number two. Before I get to that, though, I do want to tell you about something that I recently got involved with, which is Run Your Pool. And we all know football season's back. We can make the most of it with a better way to create your custom pool at runyourpool.com. 
the premier sports pool hosting service. Run Your Pool makes it ridiculously easy to run a football pool with your friends, family, or even office mates. And they have dozens of formats, including Survivor, Pick'em, Squares, Margin, Confidence Pools, 33, and more. I'll let you know right now, Locked On Raiders Podcast is involved in the Pick'em Contest. So you can go to runyourpool.com, uh, pull up Locked On Raiders Podcast. You could join Run Your Pool, host formats for NFL and college football with one-week games, full season, playoffs, or the Super Bowl. Unlike other fantasy sport platforms, Run Your Pool has options and settings to make it your own. You can even brand your pool for local businesses, bar, or restaurant. Reconnect with friends and join nearly 2 million football fans to make every game action-packed this season. Check them out today. Get $10 off at runyourpool.com slash locked on or use our promo code at locked on at checkout. Anywhere, everywhere in the world, Run Your Pool helps friends and colleagues compete. The NFL season is already underway. You can start at runyourpool.com slash locked on and have your pool up and running in minutes. Again, that's runyourpool.com slash locked on. Game on. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Raider Nation, here we are. Segment number two of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Just wanted to kind of let you hear an interview that I did on Sunday afternoon. Thought it was a really good interview on WBAL in Baltimore, talking all things Ravens and Raiders. Uh, Bobby Trossett is the guy who hosts the show. He was actually on my show on Raider Nation Radio 920 earlier in the week, and so he hit me up. Hey, Q, you want to return the favor and jump on my show? Well, of course. You know, Raider Nation, I don't turn down any interview. If I got the time, I'm going to jump on. So, thought it was a really good interview. Just kind of talk about Baltimore, talking about the Raiders, and of course, it's from the Raiders' point of view. So let's go ahead and jump right into it. Ravens Talk continues. WBAL News Radio 1090, FM 101.5, and the WBAL radio app. I've always appreciated having fans in the stands, but you don't really know how much you really appreciate them until they're gone. So uh, I'm, I'm really happy to have them back, you know, looking forward to it. Even in the preseason, you could feel the energy. It was, uh, it was quite pleasant. This week, when it's, uh, you know, I mean, when the games actually really matter, I can imagine it's going to be pretty intense. And being in Las Vegas, you know, uh, it's going to be fun. I know the tickets, you know, one of the hottest tickets in the market. So, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to the game. I have a lot of family coming, so uh, it's going to be fun. Calais Campbell gearing up for tomorrow night's Monday Night Football primetime matchup for the Ravens out in Las Vegas. And, of course, I want the Vegas perspective specifically because last year was a pandemic-ridden season. Most stadiums throughout the entire year weren't at full capacity. Maybe didn't even have any fans at all. And so in a way, being that this is year two for Allegiant Stadium, tomorrow night is essentially the opener at this brand new awesome stadium, which apparently has, I think it has clubs in one of the end zones. Anyway, (laughs) let's go out to Vegas right now. Q Myers stopping by. I want to return the favor. You had me on with you last week, my friend. So I wanted to uh, to get you on for your per- perspective and specifically, what is the buzz out there in Vegas and what are you expecting for an overall environment standpoint? Well, Bobby, appreciate you having me on, my man. And it's exciting. It really is. The buzz is just incredible right now. I mean, planes are flying in. It feels like every five minutes Fans are everywhere. There's been nothing but events going on all weekend long in anticipation of this Monday night football matchup. And you're right. You hit it on the head. This is literally year one of Allegiant Stadium. There was zero fans in the stands last year. So this beautiful brand new stadium that Raider Nation gets an opportunity to to be in had to be delayed for a year. So yeah, they're fired up. They're lathered up. I, I can imagine the Las Vegas Strip right now is crazy. It's going to be crazier later on this evening. I mean, it's, it's a lot of buzz going on right now in Las Vegas. Q, what kind of pressure does John Gruden have on him entering the season? Obviously, that 
a hundred mil 10 year contract uh, raised a lot of eyebrows several years ago. And, and specifically has he underperformed as the head coach? Where is the, the overall expectation for him entering another season? You know, I, I said this last year that I thought the Raiders should have been a playoff team. Clearly they weren't, they went eight and eight. They weren't able to get it done this year. Mike Mayock, the general manager, he's already came out and said, me and John know this is a playoff team. This has to be a playoff team. He even went as far to say of the day on the Rich Eisen show that he, he probably won't be back if they're not a playoff team. So there's a lot of pressure. Now, to answer your question specifically about John Gruden, I don't think there's any pressure on him because he does have that long contract. I think he knows that the owner, Mark Davis, is in his back, in his corner 100% has his back. So he's not going anywhere. But with that being said, I mean, he's not a dummy. You know, he's a guy who knows he's got to win. He's got to perform. He's got to get this team to the playoffs. He broke it all the way down to the bare bones. He, he you know, t- traded off Khalil Mack, traded off Amari Cooper, made a lot of tough personnel decisions now this team is looking like a team that at least on paper should contend for a playoff spot but you don't win games on paper you don't get to the playoffs on paper you've got to get it done on the field and the Ravens coming to town Monday night football man that is a heck of a test to start things off early yeah no doubt and and as somebody who throughout training camp throughout the offseason program you've had a, a really good look at at what these 2021 Raiders are compiled of and what their makeup might be offensively speaking, what is a matchup that you're going to be looking at? I mean, we could talk about Darren Waller because we're in Baltimore, right? But I also want to know, where do you find Willie Sneed perhaps – fitting into the scheme you know Willie Sneed I think he's going to be a guy that's going to play a lot in the slot obviously I mean he's very versatile as you very well know he could play pretty much anywhere on the field he is behind Hunter Renfro right now but he has that veteran presence he has that been there done that kind of capability so I I see him fitting in you know into the offense and being you know a rotational piece but I'll tell you man really the matchup I'm looking at I'm looking at the trenches I'm not looking at any skilled players I'm looking at the trenches because well Baltimore has a very good defensive front I don't have to tell you. I don't have to sell you on that. And the Raiders have a brand new offensive line and now just found out yesterday John Gruden let us know that Richie Incognito is going to be out. He was the st- starting mm-hmm. left guard. So John Simpson era begins. You know, he was a fourth-round pick out of Clemson uh, a couple seasons ago. So now his his era is going to begin. Who knows when Richie Incognito is going to come back. But you have a new center. You have a, a rookie right tackle. You have a, a right guard who is a good guy, I mean, Denzel Good. He, he played multiple positions last year. But, I mean, it's, it's a new offensive line. And, oh, by the way, now you're putting in a new left guard as well. So you only have Colton Miller, your starting left tackle, uh, that, that's, uh, you know, a piece of continuity. So uh, it's going to be tough, man. And Baltimore is going to bring the heat. On the, from that defensive line from many different ways. So that's going to be an early, huge test for this Raiders uh, offensive line. Well said. I didn't know, I hadn't really known that the specifics of that. And it seems like it's certainly been revamped a lot yeah. on the fly, too, being that Incognito is down. Something you and I chatted about last week on your airwaves was the fact that Yannick Nagakwe, who yeah. essentially was a rental player last year for Baltimore, may very well have a chip on his shoulder coming after the Ravens offensive line and obviously uh, Lamar Jackson, if he can get to him. Well, listen, there's a lot of similarities based on what you just told me about Las Vegas's O line with what's going on in Baltimore right now, because that's been completely revamped as well. There's a lot of question marks based on injuries and just small sample size of chemistry. So what can we expect from the defensive line? 
You know, uh, I'm pretty excited about the defensive line just because the way it was constructed. You mentioned Unique Ngakwe. That was the big free agent pickup. I'm excited about him. I've been kind of pounding the table uh, for the Raiders to try to go after him for multiple years now, even going all the way back to Jacksonville when it was clear he wasn't going to get a deal there. Now he's with the Raiders. He met with the media on Thursday, and he was really, like, laser-focused. And I don't know how he really, you know, seemed with the media uh, there in Baltimore, but he was really locked in, seemed like his answers were very specific. He'd look you in your eye, and then he'd just kind of even lean into the questions a little bit. I, I learned a lot from his body language, you know, so it looks like he's really amped up, but at the same time, trying not to get, you know, not to hyperventilate, not to do too much, not to be, you know, make this moment bigger than it really is, but he's he's definitely locked in on this game. Uh, the defensive line, what Gus Bradley, defensive coordinator, has done, has put together waves, that's what he's been calling it, waves of guys that he can get after the quarterback. So he really has two solid front four that he can send after the quarterback so he doesn't have to blitz that often just keep rotating guys in and out so they're 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 healthy they're you know they're they're fresh and and so they even have a couple three deep you know they have about nine ten guys that they're rotating on that defensive line so I think you're just going to see a big heavy rotation but uh unique and Max Crosby those are the two guys unique and Gakway Max Crosby those two dudes uh, I expect a lot from this season so we'll see how it goes they look real fresh in training camp but the Bullets are live on Monday no doubt about it. It's an 8:15 Eastern over here kickoff on uh, <laughs> Monday night prime time, and I imagine the Vegas is going to be jumping. So, where uh, anybody that's out there might be listening for you know for a Vegas perspective here in the Baltimore area that that maybe wants to check you out. Where where can we go? You know, it's awesome. Uh, Raider Nation Radio 920. It's 920 a.m. You can even go to the Raiders mobile app and uh, and just click on the, the Raiders or the radio uh, symbol and boom, we're right there. So I think that that's really cool kind of tied in with the team like that. But we're going to actually do our shows on Monday starting at 7 a.m. all the way up to kickoff from the stadium. Mm-hmm. So we'll be right there indoors in the building 7 a.m. all the way up to about 315. We'll pitch it back to the pregame show and call it a day and get ready to rock and roll for uh for this awesome monday night opener wow that's a marathon no doubt yeah you guys better sleep well tonight that's for sure (laughs) yeah (laughs) Hugh myers uh, appreciate your perspective man and enjoy it and and have a great season out there absolutely you too as well man i appreciate you coming on my show we'll keep in touch absolutely yeah you can follow him on twitter at your boy q254 that's q myers so there's my conversation with bobby trossett from uh, wbal radio in baltimore talking about tonight's matchup talk about the keys to the game that i'll be looking at and you heard me talk about the offensive line want to see how that offensive line holds up against this baltimore ravens uh front because they are going to bring it they are going to try to get after Derek carr they're going to try to stuff the run and they're going to test these guys early and they're going to test these guys often now normally that's the only interview i'd bring to you in this segment, but I also had an opportunity to go one-on-one with running back Josh Jacobs at Four Country in Henderson on Saturday. Cool little food drive. Tons of Raider Nation showed up and showed out. I got to meet a lot of folks that listen to the podcast here, so I really appreciate that. And, I mean, I'm telling you, this event started at 2.30. I got there at 2, thinking I was going to get there early. No, Raider Nation had been lined up since around noon, maybe earlier than that, and the line was so stinking long. And what really happened, a lot of people don't know, Ford Country tried to cut it off and say, okay, that's all. We can't have any more people. There's no way that you guys are all going to be serviced. And so they stopped allowing people onto the the parking lot grounds. Well, Raider Nation decided to go across the street and park and walk across the street to Ford Country. And so a lot more people got lined up into into the line to get an autograph or a picture with Josh Jacobs. So he wasn't able to get 
everybody. But I'm telling you, Raider Nation, I know some people on Twitter hit me up and said that I'm wrong, but I'm not. Uh, he stayed there at least an hour, maybe even an hour and a half longer than he was supposed to, signing as many autographs as he could, uh, you know, taking as many pictures as he could, really went out of his way. And I thought it was commendable. And then on top of that, he's got a guy like me asking him to do an interview. So I just got a couple minutes with Josh Jacobs. So here's that conversation. Here at Raiders running back, Josh Jacobs. We're here at Four Country. And uh, Josh, you just put in a lot of work, signing a lot of autographs. What did it mean to you to not only be here, sign these autographs, but get all that food donated for serve, for kids? Oh, uh, yeah, man. I mean, it's huge. Just um, growing up how I did, um, not knowing where the next meal was going to come from sometimes, just being able to be a, um, a positive outlet to the, to the kids in the community is definitely lit. And, you know, uh, the first time I talked to you, we were in Nashville. You were about to get drafted. It's three seasons later. You're about to head into your, your, your next season. What has this whole journey meant to you, from, from even from coming, growing up as a young man? Man, it's, it's, it's meant a lot. It still feels surreal, to be honest. Um, and it's flying by, man. It's, it's crazy. I, I remember meeting you for the first time. So just, just being where we are today is, is definitely a blessing. And just how have you seen yourself grow? Now you're not a rookie, bright-eyed, bushy-tailed. Now you're, now you're a veteran of this team. I mean, uh, just just being a leader in the locker room, um, coming in each day, knowing what to expect, um, knowing knowing defensive fronts and everything, like reading stuff like a quarterback, um, it's definitely been huge for me. It's just the game's really slowed down for me. You know, and when we got here at Ford Country, you know, we looked over in the corner and there was all this food already piled up before you even got here. Raider Nation, you know they represent, but how did it, how did it make you feel to know all the guys that even just dropped food off who couldn't stay and get an autograph? I mean, man, that's huge. I mean, it, it just shows that they come out and support um, and and definitely thankful for them for supporting the cause how do you feel monday night i know everyone's been hitting you with stats hitting you with how you're gonna do i mean allegiance stadium is gonna be packed what are your thoughts uh, I'm, I'm just happy to play in front of fans again i mean it's gonna be my first time in like a year um so i'm just ready for the atmosphere you got your teammate Kenyon drake you got alex leatherwood there's a lot of alabama represented on the raiders right now just just i mean just thoughts on your whole team how you feel the whole makeup of the squad is this year uh this this year is definitely uh a different feeling um it's definitely a different feel especially on the defensive side i mean you see them guys that practice fly around and um they they're faster they're you know they got a lot of veteran guys are smarter um and i mean our offense was we was a top five offense last year we just continue to roll well, we just wanted to salute you for all the community work that you've been doing since you've been here. And everything you did today was amazing, man. You, I think a couple of hours extra, you know, signing autographs. But salute to you for all the community work you're doing. Appreciate it. Thank you. So there he was right there, running back Josh Jacobs. Just a couple of minutes with him following the big event at Ford Country in Henderson on Saturday. I know a lot of Raider Nation was concerned because there were so many people there. Uh, you know, was, was Josh Jacobs masked up? Yeah, yes, he was. The whole time he was masked up. When he did the interview with me afterwards, he wasn't. But that was just the interview. And it was just me and a couple other people. And uh, so we were all good to go. But yes, during the whole event, he had his mask on. He was good to go. So uh, should not be any big concern there. But uh, yeah, just had to salute Josh Jacobs for taking the extra time to try to help and service as many people from Raider Nation as possible. Coming up in segment number three, your calls and texts straight off that Lockdown Raider podcast voicemail line, 707-654-4693. That is the number. Before I get to that, though, I want to tell you about a couple great sponsors here. And the first one is DirecTV Stream. And I know this sounds familiar, especially after Sunday. You got one device that's letting you watch the game live. You got another one where you're streaming your favorite show. You're also watching highlights on your phone. You got your neighbor's best friend log in for Netflix. You know what I mean? You got everything hooked up. Well, we can eliminate all that. I got a way to make everything so much more simple, and you can get all the entertainment that you love without any kind of a hassle. A great way to do it is DirecTV Stream. It brings you live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows 
all in one place. No more juggling remotes. No need to buy another device ever. And the best part, there's no annual contract. Get rid of the clutter, get rid of the confusion, and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device require content varies by package. I also want to tell you about an oldie but a goodie, and you know what that is, right? Got to be Built Bar. Built Bar I've been telling you about for a very long time. Got a bunch of flavors to choose from right now. Coconut, coconut, almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, and salted caramel. If you're sitting around, you're watching a bunch of games, and you want a snack instead of going and getting a a candy bar that's not going to be so good for you, Get a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar and looks like a candy bar like Built Bar. That's going to be a, a really good choice for you. Uh, it's healthy, and it, again, it tastes great. That's the thing about it. It's not like it's just one of those that you have to almost force yourself to eat. You'll, you'll think that you're eating a candy bar, but you're eating a protein bar. Uh, I don't have to sell you on Built Bar. It sells itself. Again, the flavors are amazing. Go check out the website because every once in a while they'll have the limited time flavors, and sometimes they'll even have a different style, like they have the, the Built Puffs out there available right now. Banana Cream Pie Puffs. Yeah, those are available right now. So, I mean, there's all kinds of, you know, different flavors and styles that they have, but you got to check the website. You got to check them early and often, BuiltBar.com. When you decide what you want, you go to check out. Make sure you use the promo code code LOCK15. You'll save 15% off your order just like that. So you're getting a great tasting protein bar. And on top of that, you're saving money at the same time. BuiltBar.com slash BuiltBar.com slash LOCK15. BuiltBar.com promo code LOCK15. Segment number three, it's up next. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team Every day. Here we go, Raider Nation. Segment number three of today's Locked On Raiders podcast on this game day, baby. Let's go. Game day, September 13th. (laughs) Even the wife is fired up in the background. She's yelling, let's go. That's how you know it is game day around these parts. (laughs) No doubt about it. It is time right now to get into your calls and texts. 707-654-4693. Let's start off with a text from Appalachian Raider from the 423. Hey, Q. Appalachian Raider from the 423 here. Listen to the pod on the daily and this narrative about the Raiders not building long-term success. I don't agree with it all. This team has been devoid of depth for a long time, and I don't think bringing in a bunch of green rookies is the way to build a playoff team. God knows Gruden and Mayock have tried. Haven't heard anyone talk about the learning curve of Mike Mayock. He spent the majority of his career in a studio grinding film for ESPN. And now going from that to an actual NFL GM position, there's going to be a learning period. Making a top 100 board on ESPN and making a draft board in the NFL draft room are two very different things. But I really think Gruden and Mayock have changed philosophy this year. The best 53 have made the team, not players with the highest upside. The best players right now. And furthermore, that's the only reason I can see why they drafted so many DBs because when they're on the clock, they took the best players available regardless of position. When the preseason showed the weakness at the linebacker position, they went out and acquired a young stud that knows the defensive scheme in Denzel Perryman and a Pro Bowl caliber dude in KJ. They are leaving nothing to chance. Muse can't sniff either of those players regardless of his draft position. He wasn't part of the best 53. Don't lose faith, Raider Nation. This is the moment we've been waiting for. The Raiders organization has recommitted to excellence. Get your popcorn ready and get the bandwagon ready because everyone's going to be jumping on this ship when the Raiders go 12-5 and this season. Sorry for the long text. Don't lose faith. Don't lose doubt. And keep preaching the gospel, Q. Appalachian Raider out. Just win, baby. And thank you for the text, my man. Don't worry about the length. I'm not mad at that. And you, it's funny because you're not wrong 
in your text, but I think you're missing the point that myself and, and most known unknown was trying to make last week is that, yeah, you're right. They got the best 53 guys out there right now, which is perfect. That's what they're supposed to do is have the best 53. You don't want to have guys out there just because they were drafted high or, you know, because they were a free agent, and got a lot of money. You're right. That is a bad way of doing business. But on top of that, You've got to be able to replenish the cupboard. You've got to be able to bring talent in. And the young guys, no, you're not supposed to rely on them right away. But you're supposed to be able to develop them. And unfortunately, the young guys that they have, the young guys that they've released and are no longer on the team, including some some whole draft class. Like if you go back to look at the the 2020 or not 2020, 2018 draft class, it's like, what do you have left? Colton Miller and, and Brandon Parker. You know, that's that's when it's an unfortunate. That's when you know that you missed on more than you hit, you know, and, and that draft class was not a success. And that's what we're talking about. Yeah, this there's no there's nothing to worry about for this year. I believe that, yeah, this team could be really good and make a deep run this year. The problem is when some of these guys like a Denzel Perryman, like a KJ Wright, get older and they're already older, you know, it, it, when they start to move on, just like Richie Incognito now, he's out. He's 38 years old. Do you have a young stud? Can John Simpson be that guy? I think he can. So that's a good hit as long as he proves that he can be. But if he's not, then all of a sudden you're looking up and saying, well, damn, what happened to all those draft picks that the team had? Well, what happened with this? What happened with that? And then there's no talent there. That's what we're talking about. We're not necessarily saying anything for this year. We're just saying that in the, in the future, that's how teams stay consistent and stay going to the playoff year after year after year instead of going in 2016 and then not going back till 2021 or later. You know what I mean? Like you want to, you don't want to just go to the playoffs once and then not taste it again for five or six years. You want to go back multiple times. You want to be a consistent player in the playoffs where other teams know this is a playoff team each and every year. That's my point. So that's, that's what we're trying to get to. So I think that we both have the same concept. We're just getting to it by a different way. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So good stuff, my man. I appreciate hearing from you and uh, enjoy the game tonight. Up next, got a call from my brother, P.E. in North Carolina. I haven't heard from him in a minute. He's calling in with a few keys to the Raiders' success in 2021 that gets started tonight. Here he is, P.E. in North Carolina. What's up, Tupac? What's up, Raider Nation? P.E. from North Carolina. Q, I got a couple of keys, man, for the Raiders to have a successful season this year. Uh, I want to start with Brian Edwards and Henry Ruggs. I think Henry Ruggs, he needs to, he's the one that really needs to stay healthy. Because if you remember, in that first game against the Panthers last year, when he caught that long pass, uh, he got hurt on that play when he took that hit from Trey Boston. And he's a smaller guy. You know, I think you say he he needs to run jet sweeps and bubble screens, but I, I kind of disagree. I kind of think he needs to stay on the outside because when he does those things, he takes hits from bigger guys, and his body can't sustain those hits. Man, every, t every time he took one of those hits last year, I was thinking, is he going to get up? And it seems like he always got up a little gimpy. So he needs to stay healthy. Brian Edwards? I would kind of prefer him to run those those uh, bubble screens and, and jet sweeps because his body can handle the beating. But from him, we need him to be a consistent, reliable target. If he's going to be our um, possession receiver, then we need to be him. We need him to be consistent in catching those passes. The fifty-fifty balls, he's got to come up with them. He's got to come up with like eighty percent of those. You know, it can't really be a fifty-fifty ball if it's if he's going to be that guy. On third and five, and he runs a seven-yard route with somebody draped all over him, he's got to make that catch. And, you know, when he got hurt last year, it was kind of a freak injury. The guy, he got his ankle rolled up on him, so that, wasn't, that doesn't really worry me that much. But um, 
you know, if we're going to do anything, those guys need to step up because behind them, we really don't have a lot. So Henry Rush, stay healthy. Brian Edwards, be consistent. Be reliable. And I think we'll be okay. Peace out, Raider Nation. There he goes, my guy, P.E. in North Carolina, talking about the wide receivers, the young wide receivers. Henry Ruggs staying healthy. Brian Edwards being that possession guy and staying healthy. Consistent and health. That's what you need to see out of those guys. I know Henry Ruggs, after meeting with him on Saturday, you know, he sounded very confident, just ready to get the season started. Said he don't care about stats, just wants to get rolling. You know, just wants to help this team win. And Brian Edwards, he was the he was the darling of training camp. Now can he can he met, let that, you know, parlay into the regular season, which starts tonight? That's going to be the question. But if he could be that dude and Henry Ruggs could be that dude and they can stay healthy and be consistent throughout the course of the season, Offense is going to be nasty, man. You're not lying about that. Thank you so much for that call. Definitely appreciate you. Uh, next up is a text from New York's Old School Raider. Another lengthy text. He says, yo, Q, New York's Old School Raider again. Please tell Most Unknown to back off the ledge. 2018, Gruden, Gunther, McKenzie, poor draft. Two on team, one starter, offensive tackle, one key backup offensive tackle. 2019, Gruden, Gunther, Mayock, good draft. Seven on team, five starters, running back, safety, cornerback, defensive end, slot wide receiver, two key backup, the DN, tight end, and undrafted free agent fullback. 2020, Gruden, Gunther, Mayock, so-so draft, five on team, two starters, wide receiver, wide receiver, three key backups, cornerback, cornerback, and guard. 2021, Gruden, Bradley, Mayock, to be determined. Seven on team, three starters, offensive tackle, safety, slot cornerback, one key backup, safety, three developmental guys, defensive end, linebacker, and center. So we miss with Isaiah Johnson, availability, Lynn Bowden, swing and a miss, and Tanner Muse, availability. 19 on the team from the past three drafts, 10 starters, six key backups. Not bad for Mayock's first three years, and two of the misses were during COVID. Way better than McKenzie. With Gus as DC, I think we'll draft better for defense. At this pace, we should have over half the team as our own draft picks in a few years. Moving in the right direction. Sorry for the long text, but sometimes you have to talk a brother off the ledge. As always, just win, baby, and Raiders. And, yeah, that was a very lengthy text, but, again, I do appreciate it. I like the breakdown. And, you know, I really don't have to say a whole lot because I kind of explained a lot in that first text. Uh, it's just about having – having depth and having a lot of talent into the, you know, in the cupboard. So when guys leave a free agency or when guys get older and retire or when guys like Richie Incognito can no longer go, you have capable backups that you're very confident in. Right now, I cannot say that you're very confident in the Raiders backups just because there's so many young guys and, well, they're, they're unproven. So that's, that's the biggest deal. But I understand what you're saying. So we'll see exactly how it shakes out, if it does shake out just like that. Thank you for that text. I appreciate you. Next up is a call from Sean in Salt Lake City. He's calling to give some advice on what to do if you'll be at tonight's game, how to embrace the experience. Here he is, Sean in Salt Lake City. Thank you, Raider Nation. This is Sean from Salt Lake City. Hopefully I have enough service to get this call off. Um, I'm just calling in response to OJ and the IE's call about uh, advice about the game. Um, obviously this will be different for everybody just because it's the first game of fans and it's in a different city. Um, but the same advice that I give to all my friends out here in Utah um, or can when they go to any sporting event, because that's my, my sanctuary is going to sporting events. So I love it. Um, but I always tell them, and especially being a Raider fan from Utah, I get to travel there, so it's kind of a big ordeal for people that go out of state, of course, and it is for everybody. But uh, I always tell my friends that if you're going with, like, your, your wife, your girlfriend, boyfriend, think other partner, whatever it is, um, and they're not, like, as big a fan as you, like, have them follow you with a camera. Get those candid moments, like... You see something, like, take a picture with it. Like, be corny. Be, like, be candid. Like, take those pictures. Buy the freaking food there. It's expensive, but buy it. I mean, get the, pay a little extra to get the souvenir cup. Pay a little extra to get the freaking popcorn bucket hat, things like that. You know what I mean? Like, 
just truly enjoy it because you never know when you're going to go back. That is my that is my advice. I live by that every time I go. Um, just truly enjoy it. Take the pictures. Stay as long as you can. Get there early. Watch warm-ups. Walk around the entire stadium. Don't just go to your seats and sit. Um, I know the tailgates are a badass experience for people, but when I was in Oakland, I went to that my first game, and the rest of the games, I soaked in the stadium. My last game, I, pre- I think I stayed a solid half hour after the game. Everybody cleared out, then I went, because I just wanted to experience to soak in that moment of that stadium one last time. Um, that's my advice. I hope that makes sense, and I hope you enjoy it, man. Go Raiders. I think you hit it on the head, man. Just soak up the experience. Walk around the stadium. Take good pictures. Enjoy it. Soak it up. Enjoy it. Soak it up and enjoy it. I mean, that's really that's all you can do. Uh, you spent your time. You spent your money to be there. Of course, you want to see your team win, no doubt about it. But enjoy the experience that is the game as well. That's I think that's great advice right there, Sean. Thank you so much for that. I do appreciate you. Uh, just got time for a couple more. How about a text from Stabler's Ghost? Hey, Q, it's your boy Stabler's Ghost from the Northeast. Listening to tons of Raider content, I think I have a feel for what may be a good thing for this team. A Gus Bradley defense that improves as it should will make maybe give Gruden the confidence in the defense to make stops. This should lead to a willingness to let it rip and take more shots deep. Just a reminder, Ruggs is a rocket, and D.C. throws the second-best deep ball in the league per last year's stats. If we can score quick and in big amounts, that will give the defense the same opportunity to pin back their ears and get after it a little more. The confidence in the new defense could truly lead to a domino effect that lands us in the playoffs. Anyway, I'm down for life, win, lose, or tie, and as always, Raiders. That's from a pumped-up Stabler's ghost. And, yeah, I think that that will go a long way is, you know, having a defense you can rely on because there was too many times in 2020 where the defense just wasn't something that the Raiders could count on. So John Gruden had to kind of play it safe and, you know, and, and do a lot of, uh, conservative stuff and even you know not scoring a touchdown in that Chargers game was because they were trying to use as much time off that clock just because they felt like hey the defense wasn't gonna be able to stop anybody I mean there's a lot of things that go into that so yeah you bring up some good points but you got to make sure you see it you got to see the defense we all think the defense is gonna be better we've got to see it and it starts tonight so thank you so much for that uh got time for one more call how about California Dave in West Tennessee he's calling to talk about the expectations of this season and why he's changing his style to the way he approaches the season and roots for the team. Great call, fire, passion, all coming from California Dave out of West Tennessee. You, nation, California Dave calling out of West Tennessee, y'all. Game week, baby. I'm ready. Uh, Total disclaimer, this year, if y'all want to change my name from California Dave to Fanboy Dave, I don't care. I'm all in. Normally, I'm like the rest of my brothers out there, optimistically reserved a little bit, kind of worried about our future, you know, the whole nine. Not this year. I'm going to have fun. I'm going to be a fanatic. Right now, I give less than a damn about a third-round draft pick. Y'all, normally, I'm pretty reserved. I don't get all amped up and crazy. But this year, I'm going to try something different, man. I'm going to be a little out there. I'm going to be fanboy. Straight up. Yesterday, come walking into work. Everybody all tired and grumpy from doing overtime. Got eye boogers. Not me. I come in strut. Ready to rest on. Raiders. Tennessee who? Tighten what? Y'all need to tighten up their World League American athletic uniforms. Y'all better recognize greatness when you see it. Nation, I'm Ant. Let's do this. California Day. Love y'all. 
Peace out. There he goes right there. A very fired up California Dave out of West Tennessee. And I ain't mad at you, man. I could appreciate the approach you're taking this season. I could appreciate the it's all or nothing right now and not worried about tomorrow. Just worry about right now what's going on this season. That's cool. Ain't nothing wrong with that, man. Handle that. Enjoy it. Have fun with it. Uh, and maybe that'll make your season and the way you, uh, you know, watch the games and everything a little bit more enjoyable. But uh, definitely enjoy hearing the, the passion. And I might start calling you Sam Boyd Dave, old Sam Boyd Stadium in Las Vegas, man. I, I never had the opportunity to go to Sam Boyd. But as I hear, I'm not missing anything. So, uh, yeah, uh, we are going to be at Allegiant Stadium this morning all the way through the end of the game. So, I mean, this is going to be my home. Allegiant Stadium is going to be my home for, I don't know, the whole day today. Uh, starting about 7.30 in the morning. Of course, the morning tailgate is going to start at 7 a.m. with Clay and Hondo and Heidi. And then JT the Brick's going to take over at 12 to 1. And then myself and Vinny Bonsignor, we're going to go uh, hard in the paint from 1 to 3.15, pitch it back to JT and Eric Allen for the pregame show, and then it's leading all the way up to kickoff. And, well, then it's go time, baby. And, of course, we'll be back here on the Lockdown Raiders podcast talking about the results of tonight's game. We'll have, uh, you know, more calls and texts throughout that Lockdown Raider podcast voicemail line and break it down. Break down how the game shook out. Are the Raiders going to be 1-0? Are they going to be 0-1? Well, we'll find out tonight. Cannot wait to get this season started. Raider Nation, we'll talk to you tomorrow. As always, take care of your family, love on your family, and most importantly, just win, baby.